You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. How's everyone doing on this cold winter day? I know there are many, many things to dislike about this time of year, but there are so many things to love about it, like making snow angels or going sledding if you live in an area with snow or endless cups of your favorite hot beverage warming you from the inside out. There's books to read and puzzles to put together, unless you've got a five-year-old like I do, and then the puzzle pieces disappear, and games that you never have time for. Shoots and ladders is the big one in our house these days. <laughs> How about extra snuggles with your babies or your fur babies? There are so many activities, experiences, and things that are only possible when shorter days keep us inside longer and cooler temperatures make that time more inviting. I hope that if you feel a little down or gloomy, you can find something to love about the season we're in right now. Because that is the best way to chase away the winter blues. Well, that and walking. If I can get in a good walk every day, even if it's raining, I am so much happier. Maybe this podcast is one of those things you can savor and enjoy. I sure hope so. That is my goal, after all, to spread a little joy and a lot of love and a lot of light into some of the dark places of our world right now. My guest today will definitely help too. She's an Emmy, Grammy, and Golden Globe-nominated actress, singer, and songwriter who became famous at the age of 15 with her debut pop single, Candy, and her 1999 platinum album, So Real. After releasing multiple chart toppers, she made the move from stage to screen, starring as Lana Thomas in the comedy film The Princess Diaries, and Jamie Sullivan in the gut-wrenching A Walk to Remember, and several more in the early to mid-2000s. But since 2016, many of us know her as Rebecca Pearson from the hit NBC family drama series This Is Us. It's how I fell in love with her. 
I am obviously not alone. I can't wait to ask her a thousand questions about her role on my favorite show of all time, as well as whether the rumors I hear of new music are true. First, though, let me give proper credit to a star of this show first, one of my podcast sponsors that makes this all possible. Dry, dull winter skin got you down. I've discovered a favorite product from Laura Geller that moisturizes and brightens. Spackle Skin Perfecting Primer in Hydrate or Champagne Glow. It rejuvenates and hydrates your complexion no matter the season. If you're looking for a foundation that's super moisturizing, try Laura Geller's Quench and Tint Hydrating Foundation that's infused with plumping hyaluronic acid to lock in hydration. You might also want to try their Spackle Mist Restore with coconut water. It sets and refreshes your makeup throughout the day. Find all their wonderful products when you visit laurageller.com. With me on our new episode of Love Someone, uh, and I, I just confessed off the air, uh, but it's going to be hard for me to have this conversation without just gushing and drooling because I am such a fangirl. Mandy Moore, welcome to Delilah's Love Someone. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. So we've got a lot to cover because you've got music that came out right before COVID that we didn't ever get to connect on. You've got music that's about to come out and you've been a little busy, you know, with that little TV show that please tell me they were lying when they said this is the last year. I wish. I wish it wasn't the truth. But yes, we're we're about halfway through with our final season, season six. I hate that word final. Ugh, you and me both. I mean, this has just been like the best job I've ever had. And I've been in the industry for 21 years. It's going to be so challenging to say goodbye to the character, but also like my friends. I get to like go to work every single day with with like my family and we've been a family from the very beginning and the idea that I'm not going to see those faces every day is just <laughs> gutting to me. So there was a woman who called into a radio show, not even my radio show, my girlfriend Linda, who was on the air in um, Worcester, Massachusetts, a woman called in who had been kicked out of her parents home uh, as a teenager and she had had some really hard times. And she said, you know, if I had known it was my last night, I would have enjoyed it more. Mm. And Linda, I listened, you know, I was listening to her show and I heard that. And then she shared it, you know, when we got together and talked about how impactful that was for her. And we kind of made a pact, our little circle of friends, that we would face every day based on that phone call. Because you don't know when it's going to be your last. But this girl said, if I'd known it was my last night at home, I would have enjoyed it more. Oh, goodness. That is so heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, isn't that sort of the trick of being human is trying to be as present as possible? And it's it's indefinitely hard. Like, I I struggle with it every day. But yes. I give you that gift because you know it's your last season unless. Yes. The network decides to get smart and stick with a good thing. <laughs> uh, you know, can I just put a vote? Is this up for a vote? Cause... So let me let me tell you, Mandy Moore, how I discovered you and fell in love with you. I had adopted a young boy out of foster care. He was 12 when we got him and he had had a really 
really horrible experience. He had been in foster care most of his life, bounced around to eight or 10 different homes and had a pretty tough exterior. And so I thought it would be good to get him involved in our youth group at a church. And so the youth group decided to go see a movie at the local theater. And my tough, really tough exterior son came home (laughs) like snot crying. (laughs) He goes, that that movie, you got to go see a walk to remember mom, but take a lot of tissue. Like he was still crying when he got home. And I'm like, wow, like what touched him so (laughs) deeply? I wanted to know. So like the next day, I call a couple of my dearest friends and we went to see a walk to remember. I'm I, wow. I'm so floored. You were like two <laughs> years older than him or three years older than him at the time you started in that, right? How old were you? Yes. 17? I was I was 16. I turned 17 in the middle of filming. He will to this day, if you ask him what movie touched him the most, it was you and the character <gasps> you played And for some reason, just that reality that life's not fair, like he knew he knew that life wasn't fair, but I don't think he had words to put with it. And I don't know, seeing your character and seeing what you faced and the and I know that was a character, but but you played it so convincingly that it touched my son's heart. And and so from that moment on. I was a, a fangirl, and then I went back and and discovered your music, which you had released as a couple of years before, sure. and uh, and 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 then I've just followed you all along, Princess Diaries and everything. Oh my goodness, I am so flattered! Wow, yeah. For some reason, that movie in particular, my gosh, it's actually the twentieth anniversary of that movie this year. It, it really had just. It resonated then and continues somehow to resonate with with folks. I think the idea of, you know, having someone recognize the goodness in you that you may not see in yourself, the idea of being able to to change, like there's just so many themes, I think, that like feel so universal to people that they have really just like taken that film to heart. And uh, it's it's fun to watch like younger folks discover it even now it's oh, it's amazing well you play a character that, that's kind of old yes i do like yes. right now your character in this is us is 70 right is she 70 this yeah. year yeah i i get to play the the matriarch 72 the character on the show yeah that i i get to play this this woman from her mid-20s to her mid-80s and everything in between it's it's an incredible um, gift to be able to, to to portray this woman at so many different junctures of her life. I get to work with all of the actors, all of the the different ages of the children portrayed from like babies to adults. It's uh, it's a dream. Well, you play it so convincingly that when I was doing research for this interview, I was shocked to remember, and and I had a traumatic experience a few years ago, so my memory is gone. I'm almost mm-hmm. as bad as your character in the movie. But I was shocked to remember that you could be my child in real life. I, now, in the, in the TV show, you're 10 years older than me, almost yes. to the day. But in real life, you could be one of my children. And I was like, how do you play an, a, a 70-year-old woman so convincingly? 
Oh, you're very kind. I have to say so much of, of the, the physical transformation, I think, is a huge part of it. I, I go through about three and a half hours of prosthetic hair and makeup um, with, you know, to sort of go through the aging process to play Rebecca Pearson in her 70s. And so I can interact with my adult children. That helps. It also gives me like the, you know, the three and a half hours to sort of get into that frame of mind. I mean, because normally there's something, you know, undoubtedly emotional going on. So it gives me the time to sort of just zen out and think about who I am, where I am, what I've lived through at this point in my life. And I, I love it. So often people are like, oh my gosh, how do you go through, you know, hours and hours of hair and makeup? I I think we've this season alone already done it over 20 times. Um, it's a lot of hours of my life, but I, I really like look forward to that time. Actually, I think it does help me sort of prepare and mentally get in the right frame of mind to approach the day's work. Uh, but yeah, I think the physical transformation has so much to do with it. I was really nervous initially because I remember the very first scene in the first season for them to sort of really uh, uh, give the thumbs up that this was going to be something that worked instead of potentially hiring an actress who was a little bit older than me to portray the character. Um, I had to interact in a scene with Ron Cephas Jones, who is quite a bit older than me. He's not quite as old as he was playing, but he's, you know, a fair bit older than me. And I was so nervous to have to, you know, get made up and do this very emotional scene with him. But somehow it worked. And now it feels so comfortable to sort of slip on those shoes and and to be that woman at that age and and that place in her life even even though she's in the midst of dealing with dementia and alzheimer's and and everything that sort of comes along with it it's uh yeah this this season is a real doozy for all of us well for anybody who has not seen this is us um they're just they're missing out on such uh such a treat and such an emotional roller coaster. Uh, yeah, I told you I have many children that are adopted, so I love the uh, the care with which the adoption stories are mm. threaded throughout. But I have to tell you, it was hard for me to forgive your character there for a while when she didn't tell Randall the truth. I I, I almost agree. broke up with you over that. <sighs> uh, I was like, how could you? Um, how could you hide such a huge truth from him? But being an adoptive mom and being in the adoption community so much, uh, there are there are times where you ask yourself, you know, is is this a truth that I should share or is this something that would mm-hmm. hurt my child or so I, I forgave you. No. Oh. I had to forgive her as well. I mean, that's the thing about playing a character when you often don't agree with all the choices that they make. And that's the the, the truth of this show is, you know, the, the Pearsons are not a perfect family. They're human. They're fallible. They make choices that we're not all going to agree with the way that they handle their life. But ultimately, they're trying to be you know, the best version of themselves and they live and they learn. And, and Rebecca is a fiercely loyal matriarch. She loves her family. She puts her family before everything else. And that was a, you know, a a particularly challenging part of the character, especially in, in the beginning to sort of forgive her 
and allow myself to like to hold space for her and have grace for this this you know what I presume to be a, a big mistake that she had been this lie she had been living for you know over 30 years of her life but um but it certainly is fun to sort of take all of the colors of who these people are and sort of splash it on the canvas every day how many days a week do you guys shoot we shoot five days a week and and uh long days months out of the year long days long days yes because i i I would watch and i go did they like shoot this because you know, you're in the same room, in the same costume, in the same conversation two years later. And yeah. and I, I'm a detail person. So I look at all the details. I look at the decorations. I look at the, the cups that you serve the tang in. I look mm-hmm. at all that because that was my generation. So I'm sitting there going, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And then I think, do they like, they go, okay, we're going to shoot all of the scenes from the fire all at the same no. time. I wish we did. It never happens that way. And the funny thing about our show as well, it's like no one should ever assume if they're just coming on and they have one line in an episode that that's it. There's very often a chance that they might be brought in and have an entire episode built around them. Like it's been wild to watch that. And yes, uh, so often you think like, okay, we're, we're done with that scene and two, three seasons later, you'll revisit that exact same time period with the exact same costume and sort of have to, you know, sort of file through the filing cabinet and go back to that that particular time and go, okay, I need to like place myself back there again because here we are. It's important. And the kids, the kids have now, the first set of kids have aged out because I see this season, it's another set of kids. Mm-hmm. And yet they're very, they're, they're able to get into character as well as the first set of kids. Yeah. At six years old too. It's just unbelievable. We're so lucky. We, we have never had a bad apple, like from the very top, um, uh, from, from our boss who created the show, Dan, it's sort of a trickle down effect. No, everybody is just fantastic. And the kid actors are so much fun. They're also patients. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't say enough good good stuff about everybody. Well, you guys do a phenomenal job. And Thanks. your character in the show is a young woman who wants to be a singer. You went to California, you went to L.A., and the record producer yes. said, you're great for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh good. <laughs> that line broke my heart, I got to say. But I love that throughout the storyline you put your career on the back burner so that you can focus on your triplets on the three kids um and i think a lot of women who do that have a lot of mixed emotions joy to be with their kids anger or resentment that they you know put that part of their life on hold and um, in real life, you are are quite an accomplished singer, performer. That was yeah. that happened before the acting happened. Do you ever feel I like did. you had to put your music on hold for for this no. baby of This Is Us? Or no, it's it's funny. I think had it. I, I I started off in the music industry, you know, when I was fifteen years old, and that's sort of what opened all of the doors for. The Princess Diaries and A Walk to Remember and all of the acting things that subsequently came after that. 
And there was a period of, of my life where music was really dormant for about almost a decade or a little over a decade. And I think it really was the gift of This Is Us and Dan Fogelman and our writers that decided to sort of infuse my character's backstory with music because it it unlocked something in me again that I really couldn't ignore, which was that music is a huge part of who I am. It's a huge part of my identity and I missed it. And I just needed some way to sort of find, you know, find my way back to myself or that part of myself. When, uh, when, when COVID hit, you guys had some challenges with filming everything. We did. I read some of the rigmarole you had to go through just to be on the set, just to be able to shoot. And you were pregnant then? Uh, yeah, I was pregnant. I was five months pregnant when we went back um, and started season five uh, in 2020. And um, it was it sort of felt like the Wild West because, you know, it was pre-vaccines, still sort of uh, understanding what COVID meant. And we were one of the first shows or productions, at least in Los Angeles, to go back to work. So there were tons of protocol, most of which is still very much in place to this day of you know, the PPE that everybody had to wear. We test multiple times a week. Um, but yeah, it, it made it feel a little um, crazier just because I was pregnant. Um, but oddly, like once we sort of got in the flow of things, I felt safer being at work than I did pretty much anywhere else besides like being at home. Uh, just because there was, you know, we were surrounded by folks in masks and shields and so much precautions were were taken. Um, but it does make things tough in the sense that, you know, I remember in the early days, one, you know, positive case would potentially shut the whole show down for like a week at a time or something until we started to understand the virus more and how things spread. But um, but it's still challenging. I mean, we were just I'm, I'm directing an episode this season and we were just up in San Francisco and one positive case sort of had the trickle effect of like, well, this person was around this person and around this person. And it kind of like wiped everybody out. And we ended up having to come home a day early. So it's uh, it's certainly not ideal. It's better now. But um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, strange days to be shooting during this this era of of covid. So um, how far in advance of shooting an episode do you guys know what's going to happen in the episode? Like, do you know what happens in the season? Are you? Oh, yes. Oh. I know how it all ends. We've actually shot part of the very, very last episode a couple of seasons ago. So, yes, we're in the know. I, I mean, I think it's important for all of us to sort of be able to understand the journey that we're on like it informs how do you keep it a secret like how do you keep it a secret if if you and I were buddies if we were friends there is no way I would let you keep that a secret from me I would like cook you your favorite foods I would give me a glass of wine give you (laughs) (laughs) my friends know that do they ever use that to their advantage I think in earlier seasons, but at this point, everybody's like, no, 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 no. Especially my family. My family used to want to know. And now they're they're sort of of, of the minds like, nope, we want to sort of watch it unfold with everybody else and be surprised. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at staying tight lipped. Well, I hope it has happy endings, because if I have it been does. married to you guys for six years now, <laughs> then it ends with, you know. It'll make you feel good, I promise. Okay, okay. Well, I would watch anyway, because 
I, I don't have it. We don't have TV in our house, and I don't let my kids have very much screen time at all. But you are my guilty pleasure. Oh, well, I am honored. Thank you. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. So back to music, you had an album that you released like the week that COVID hit. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Good timing there. Great timing (laughs) there. Yeah. I mean, who was was to know what was about to hit us? So I made my first record. It was called Silver Landings. First record in over a decade. We were four days away from hitting the road for my first tour since 2007. I wrote the entire album with my husband. He played on it. He was in my band. And uh, yes, the the record came out and the next week the world sort of shut down. So uh, it was wild. We were actually in New York. We did the Today Show. We had done Fallon. And it was funny in between the time that we got to Fallon and and sound checked. I remember them telling us like, you guys are the last show with an audience because starting next week on Monday, like we're taping without an audience and I remember all of us thinking like, wow, that's crazy. We got in right under the wire (laughs) by the time sound check rolled around. And then the time we started filming, they were like, actually there's no audience. And uh, we're getting like the heck out of Dodge as soon as we're done taping the show. And (laughs) I remember we performed for a completely empty theater. Jimmy Fallon had already left to go home. And I don't think they, none of the crew, like they, nobody showed back up to that theater, I think for, you know, six, eight months or something was crazy. So it was, a very strange time and uh yeah but the silver lining for me was um I got to come home and spend some time with my husband and I got pregnant so there you go (laughs) there you go that was the silver lining that was the silver lining and now you're working on another album that ma'am that is going to be out soon yes sometime this year I I think probably just in time with the end of of uh this is us and then hopefully we'll be able to pick up you know, where we left off with the tour in June and July of this year. But I think the idea was trying to find some some way to sort of pour the creative momentum that we had making Silver Landings, making the last album, trying to find a way um, to still feel creative during the pandemic. And very early on, I just decided with my husband, Taylor, like, let's just keep writing music and figure out how to record it and make another record and go on the road with it when the world opens back up. And, and, you know, it just sort of coincided with this idea of like my entire world turning upside down and becoming new parents and being on the precipice of so much change. So the record's really rooted in that, in the idea of this discovering this new sense of self and wondering what our life was going to be like and this you know, indescribable love and the immediacy of it all. And um, yeah, so that's, I'm super excited for everything that this record is, is going to unlock and open up and hopefully be able to go on the road and be with my husband and with my, my son, with Gus, and he'll, he'll come with us and it'll be a whole family affair. Best part of parenthood. 
just everything, everything, like the unknown. I mean, everyone told us it gets, it just keeps getting better. And that is the truth. Every phase, every age, just when you think like it can't get better, um, it it does. Write a song about that. And then when they're 13, listen to it every night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's coming, but he's only 10 months old. He's only 10 months old. He's just starting to like, you know, pull himself up and starting to, you know, be, he's on the precipice of walking. And so it's like all the good stuff of the laughing and smiling and his personality is coming to light. And uh, it's just it's the best. And I feel so lucky that I get to, you know, bring him to work with me most days. And he's just like he, he's come to work with me since I was since he was a month old. And he's very confused sometimes when I'm in the prosthetic age makeup. He's like, oh, I bet. I, I joke that he's he calls me grandma mom because, you know, I'm like the grandma and the mom in one. It's very weird. He hears my voice. I know he smells me, but I look entirely different. So um, I don't know. He'll probably have to have therapy at some point in his life because of it. But but I'm, I feel lucky I get to bring him with me. I am so grateful to my podcast sponsors because without them, we wouldn't have these wonderful conversations. Hi, it's Delilah. If you have been listening to my voice on the radio for years, then you know that I have been around on the radio for years. Off the radio, I'm taking care of my kids, taking care of my dogs, riding my horses, growing plants in my gardens. And you know what? It hurts. It does. My hands hurt. My back hurts. My knees hurt. But when I started taking Omega XL, I noticed a difference within the first month. Omega XL, when taken every day, gives me relief in my hands and my joints like nothing else. If you suffer from pain associated with inflammation, I urge you to try Omega XL. When you try Omega XL, you will see a difference in the quality of your life. You'll see a difference in your joints. I even see a difference in the way my skin feels and the way my hair grows. I kid you not, my hair grows more rapidly when I take my Omega XL every day. In fact, if I forget to take my Omega XL for a few weeks, Oh boy, do I notice a difference. OmegaXL.com forward slash love to place your order and to discover all the wonderful goodness of Omega XL. Okay, outside of your children, uh, your child and your husband, happiest moment of your life. Um, I would say summiting Mount Kilimanjaro was the happiest day of my life. It was something I had wanted to do since I was a teenager and to sort of fully realize this goal that I had had in mind for so long and to to be there and to be present. And it was just this incredibly foggy day. It almost felt like we were in a light installation, all these sort of pastel colors from the sun and being up on top of this glacier. It was mind-blowing. How long did you train for it? Actually, I didn't really train for it, but we took, I believe it was like a seven-day adventure of like camping as you, as you climb the mountain. I love hiking and I love being in the mountains. So um, this was, yeah, just an unbelievable bucket list accomplishment. Um, 
definitely the happiest moment. There are lots of tears on the summit. (laughs) Very fun. Very fun. Well, I can't wait to see what other mountains you're going to climb. You're very kind. Thank you. That means so much to, to all of us. Please, when the album is ready to be released... Um, I will be back. I'll talk about it anytime. I would love to love to have another chat with you. This yeah. was so much fun. You promised me you'd call me back. So we're going to we're going to have that conversation as soon as you're ready to release the music. It has been such a joy to talk to you. You too. I look forward to chatting again at some point soon. Very soon. Mandy yes. Moore, thank you for, for joining us and just be safe, be blessed. I'm gonna. I'm enjoying all the moments, soaking it all in. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. Bye. Thank you. Whew, what a pleasure it was to share this time with Mandy Moore. She has been a fixture on stage and screen since a very young age and has matured in both her music and acting skills beautifully. I watch very little TV, but I fell in love with This Is Us when it first debuted six years ago. Actually, my friend Leslie told me about it, and she said, you've got to watch this show because I have um, I have adopted children, and she knew it would resonate with me, and I'm hooked. I will miss the series so much, but I am eager to see and hear what this now seasoned veteran takes on next. She's teased us with the promise of some new music later this year. So keep your ear to the ground for that. In the meantime, do sit for a minute and ask yourself what beautiful things are unfolding in your life right now that you might be overlooking. It's easy to do when the weather isn't welcoming, when you're eager for spring, when there are COVID shutdowns, when the kids' bus schedule has been canceled. Are there birds or squirrels outside your windows? They can entertain me for as long as I let them. I love watching the wild birds. I love listening to the sound of my children's laughter. When you let them go play in the snow, if you have snow in your area, or just go outside and splash in the rain, allow yourself the luxury of a long, hot bath at the end of a long, cold day. Nothing else can steal your joy when you stay focused on the goodness. Twinkle lights aren't nearly as sparkly in the sunshine as they are in the dark. Enjoy winter while it's here. We'll have plenty of opportunity to complain about the heat of summer soon enough. I'll try to keep you company no matter what the weather is outside, no matter what craziness is going on in our world. Join me on the next episode of Love Someone and, of course, nightly on my radio show because I love spending time with you. Since you've all been so wonderful and supportive of Love Someone, I was inspired to do more on the podcast platform. So earlier this month on Valentine's Day, I launched a new daily podcast called Hey, It's Delilah. This one's a little different. Most days it'll be 10 to 15 minutes long, and it's made up of some of my favorite moments on the radio. It'll be a mixture of listener calls and dedications, Delilah's dilemmas, things that cracked me up or thoughts I had that I felt worth sharing again. So look for Hey, It's Delilah on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It's a little daily dose of Delilah that you can listen to whenever it's convenient for you. Delilah.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.